Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Slumlord Radio. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Michael, Tommy, and Matt from the band Slumlord Radio. And I also have fans, Cindy and Daryl, who are fans of Slumlord Radio. How are you guys doing? Good. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks. thanks so much for joining you guys. Um, so we might as well get to know each other and become friends. Um, not that we weren't before. But uh, so let's kind of just go around and uh, introduce each other. Um, so, Cindy, I'll start with you. Why me? I know. It does. <laughs> I'm on the spot, yo. That's you, I'm Cindy. I'm a Gemini. I like <laughs> slow walks. I like fast sidewalks. Um, awesome. Yeah. How do you know the guys in Slumlord, Slumlord Radio? Mm, I don't know. Grand Rapids, I suppose. Tommy, how did we meet? You stabbed me outside the tip top with that bottle. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. Gotta go. Yeah, I got those like ten stitches across. I'm good now. It's fine, man. Sorry about the hepatitis. Oh, I don't just give that to everybody just to let you know. That's good. It keeps on giving. Yeah, Yeah. it does. I mean, no, it won't. (laughs) And uh, Daryl, how do you know the the band Slumlord Radio? Well, I'm in the band Paper Plane Crash, so we're actually on White Elephant Records, so I've gotten to know Tommy as he's been in the studio. Oh, cool. Very cool. I've been digging everything I've been hearing from these guys. That is awesome. So is everybody, like, co-located? Are you guys all on the west side of the state, pretty much? Is that true? Grand Rapids, Big Big Rapids? Yep, Big Rapids for us, but we're I'm actually right down the road from the studio right now, so... Oh, cool. Awesome. And Slumlord Radio, um, is it true that you guys are from Sweden? Originally. <laughs> Not anymore, though. For tax purposes. Yeah, I love that story. Like, I think it was like one of the, when, when your first album, you had that um, video, and that was kind of the, the background story. And I was like, seriously, from Sweden? And I was like, this, and then I was like, oh, fuck, you're just fucking with me. <laughs> they said that at the festival I came to too. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I, I think that's I think that's where I heard it first, actually. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I first time I saw you guys was at uh, Winter Beer Fest. I, I think it was two, three, maybe four years ago. Shit, can't remember. Um, and I was, you know, dug your show and thought it was awesome. And I could have swore you said you were some, from Sweden. I think I had to go like Google it right away. I'm like, who the hell is this band from Sweden? And why are they in Michigan? <laughs> why don't they have yeah. accents? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We worked hard to get rid of those accents. Right. <laughs> it's a northern accent. Yes. Yes. So how did how did that story I mean, did you just like think it would be that's this was a fun angle or how did that come about? I'm just curious. Uh, we were playing somewhere one time, and, like, and it was people we knew, and like, like I thought it'd be funny. And it just sat at, like, or somewhere else, actually. People were, like, coming up to me later, and they're like, oh, you guys are from here? I'm like, man, you've known me for 20 years. Like, what the hell do you mean, like, if I'm from Louisiana? Like, I was like, 
But and then so like and then it got funny. And then there times it wasn't. We played Flint one time and the lady was like, You guys aren't from Sweden. She had like like a lead pipe she or was something. Mad yeah, she was pissed. Don't be playing in Sweden, you sons of bitches. Yeah, she she was pretty angry about it, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I saw that you guys recently um well, I think it was not recently that recent, but uh, September, you guys were doing, you did a show out in Grand Rapids. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. we did a festival. Uh, Rob, not, I'm sorry, like a little benefit. They had like a little benefit for um, Hal, who had passed away, musician that always had done stuff out here. Uh-huh. Son Jesse and uh, Rocky King. Uh, like a festival. They did a really, really good job. They kept everything really above board. But, uh, yeah. They did it for, yeah, it was just, I was curious, like, how did that go? As, you know, in the age of COVID, it's, it's very tough. And I know I've been to a couple of, like, outdoor shows. I was just curious how that went and yeah, how you was, felt about it. It was pretty uh, well managed. Uh, two floors, um, two stages. There was an outdoor section. Um, you know, basic security check type thing on the way in, temperature check. Uh, they were good about, you know, sticking to the rules, uh, mandating you know, masks and stuff, and now the table. And but overall, it went really well. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It seemed like they did a good job of keeping everything on track, and it went really smooth. It was for the Hell Beverage. It's a scholarship, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it was. Uh, he always does a music scholarship. Uh, so for kids that are interested in music going to college, and awesome. so it was cool. And, and like I said, Jesse. They did. They kept everything. I mean, it was a great event. I mean, they did a really, really good job of keeping everything above board. Yeah, that's cool. I was uh, not above board <laughs> in the past. You know? Right, right. No. <laughs> well, you know, and I know that some uh, clubs are actually doing, you know, limited capacity things, and um, and it was. I was kind of wondering, like, what, what do you guys think about, like? Because um, I've seen a couple of streaming shows. Have you guys thought about doing any of that, or does that even appeal to you? Just like filming a um, show with nobody there. We considered it, but uh, I don't know. We're pretty fucking loud, so it's difficult <laughs> to translate on the video. I was going to say it would be hard to translate the that live energy, um, and you know, just to be playing to a camera. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and another problem we have is um, we're pretty handsome in person, and it's like, <laughs> but not so photogenic. The video dulls it a little bit. Feel short. Like we're, we're pretty on photogenic. So actually, like it, like if you see pictures, it makes me look okay. We're like ten times. Yeah, twice any day. Isn't that true? Or? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. You know how hard it is to come to a show and not fondle those guys? It's so hard. <laughs> I'm still wondering how they gave you guys a clean bill of health to get into the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's questionable. But, uh, our passports. Right, right. That's what it was, the passports. Because you were from a foreign land, they were like, they got it. they got to be good. I'm also questioning how those haven't been revoked yet. Right, right, yeah. You gotta grease the right wheels. You right. need anything to keep moving. <laughs> when you know the right people, man. When you know the right people, it's just <laughs> you're on white elephant, you know. Talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna ask that too. So I, I must have missed an announcement, but um so when did you become part of uh White Elephant Records and and what does that mean for Slumlord? 
Oh man, uh, about a year and a half ago, oh. we, put out, um, we did a single uh, Redstone Souls. We did a vinyl split. Yeah. yeah. So we went with uh, Jim and I went up and recorded up there and put it out on their um, on their um, label. Also, Todd from uh, Silver Maples was the one doing um, the vinyl. Yeah. The the songs we put out on uh, White Elephant. So. Cool. Yeah, I have that uh, split. It's really good. The Red Zone Souls album's awesome. Your guys' stuff sounds awesome. And is that when you did the cover of, uh, like, recorded the cover of Iggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah did all that. He did a great job. Um, we were really happy with how that came out. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. So we did, uh, put the originals on the 45, and then the cover version, I think it's online only for now. Um, we got some CDs of the single with both songs. If we ever play a show and you can see us and actually buy one. but Right. Yeah. That would be the other tough thing about doing like, um, you know, online streaming things is the merch, you know, it's right. pretty tough to get the merch unless you're like super industrious fan and want to jump in and get on your. We're um, not that organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so Daryl, I, I heard you say that your band is also on White Elephant? Yep. We're actually uh, one of the first few that's on there, but we're still in progress on that album. Oh, cool. We took a short hiatus, but we are now jumping back into it. So we're really excited to, at some point, get back out there and hopefully play a show with these guys. Awesome. That'll be cool. I am so, not on that label. I was going to say, Cindy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's going on with this? I'm pretty sure they don't want rockabilly bands, but I'll start my uh, my doom band and then I can go ahead and do that. <laughs> I look forward to hearing that, to be honest. I have been trying. I can't find anybody to do it. I already have a band name, but we can, don't want to talk about me. We'll talk about you. Well, you know, this is a conversation for all of us. So I want to flip it around and give you guys the opportunity to ask some questions of the Slumlord radio fan. So I'm curious to know how you guys are able to manage all that charm and charisma and still keep that dirtbag aesthetic that we all love so much. <laughs> Ooh, now why did you take my question? That's <laughs> you know, honestly, we're asked that all the time and there's no good answer. It's, it's just a fine line you have to walk. That... <laughs> I'll accept that. Here's <laughs> practice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I was curious, like, uh, what are you doing? Like, obviously still practicing, um, still promoting the band. Um, but in this downtime when you can't really do a bunch of shows, what are you doing to stay active and kind of get that at least some sort of feel for uh, getting your creative uh, energy out there? Oh, man. Um well, Mike said baby. I mean, that's pretty creative. That is. That's super creative. <laughs> that's the ultimate creative, really. It's congratulations, I mean, I by myself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't it immaculate? Uh, no. no? Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so are you guys, like, working on uh, new tunes? Are you uh, thinking about doing any recording or 
just jamming and staying sane. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to hopefully record, uh, have something out by next year. Uh, just building stuff, building oh. like a hot air balloon and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> <Seriously>? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Just, so yeah. Just building a hot we'll air balloon. Drop it over by your house in uh, Hazel Park there. Well, You're going to float down. I got to put a big X on the roof then. Damn it. <laughs> got a landing spot. Uh, no, serious, seriously, you're building a. Uh, is that real? Yeah, you get the first, you get the first, tri- first trip. Nice. <laughs> the, first yeah. the first trip. Yeah. On oh, the first one, yeah. Are you gonna drop cassette tapes taped to uh, bricks or? Well, I mean, promo materials. We did we did pretty good in uh, shop class, I think. I mean, I think we're all pretty, pretty well, handy, reasonably good uh, carpenters. <laughs> Don't be alarmed if the paperwork says test pilot. It's just <laughs> Where do you get the balloon? Like Amazon? Do you just order it? Like hot air balloon balloon thing? Is that what you look up? No, got it. The same dude who got your uh, perfume for the cards for your for your band cards. We bought it in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> dude, is that why he can't sell me my perfume? Because he's too busy making you a damn parachute or whatever. The yeah. Yeah, I bought that book, How to Make It, and then he had a uh, guide how to fix 85 Camaro, like the old booklets that you used to get. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Sweet. Yeah, yeah sweet. So but uh, no, we're working on a new album. Uh, it's it's about time. We haven't had one in a while. Mm-hmm. So we released uh, that single and everything on White Alpha, and then we're, we'll have a new album out next year. Awesome. That's good. We're going to get together to practice and jam and just doing different covers and trying stuff to, you know, be sharks for when everything goes back and we hopefully can play. Soon. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, I can't even think and look into my crystal ball as to when that will be. Um, hopefully sometime next year, but we'll see. Do you guys feel like you're evolving musically? Like, are you expanding in new directions? Do you get that vibe from what you're doing now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's definitely, um, I think it's evolved definitely from uh, our first, uh, our first album that recorded in Flint. Um, <laughs> we recorded, that was a whole wild experience in and of itself. But uh, this last one, I mean, definitely, I think uh, the one we just came out with uh, on White Elephant, I mean, the two tracks, I mean, you can definitely tell an evolution from the previous album. You know, I mean, definitely Sonic. I mean, it definitely sounds, um, uh, you know, the best we've sounded. So. It, and you guys album is trying to progress a little. You know, when we started, a lot of people said we sounded like punk. And yeah, I was gonna say when I first like when I because I bought that first album after seeing you guys, and it definitely has like a you, you can tell you have a punk root to you, um, but there's like a there's also that uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but um, you know, elements. Other elements are like kind of like a garage rock um, with um, even just like you know straight up just heavy hard hitting rock. But there's definitely a punk element. I feel. I mean, do you do yeah. you do you guys have that root? Um, do you did you start off as kids listening to punk? What, what was your background as far as bro- growing up and what were the influences? Um, well, I mean, I listened to all kinds of stuff. I, it was definitely punk, like Ramones, Sex Pistols, Black Flag, stuff like that. But 
you know, it was a lot of Sabbath and Zeppelin and, and just hard rock and, and different stuff. And I listen to all kinds of stuff, and I think all of it influences us because we, we all listen to a lot of different shit. Stooges, MC5, you know, early proto-punk or whatever you want yeah. to call it. What would be the most unusual thing if like somebody was gonna say, uh, um, or if you were talking to somebody, I listen to X and somebody would go, Really? What the hell? Like what would that be for you guys? Oh man. Tammy Wynette. Uh, yeah, I actually George Jones is spectacular. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Looking at me, you would think that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard Tommy answer the phone to a Morrissey ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> A pretty sensitive guy. <laughs> yeah. How about how about you, Matt? What was uh, what's your origins as far as music? Yeah, I guess uh, growing up, you know, I started playing drums. I was about ten. Um, for me, it was pretty much uh, Appetite for Destruction. Cool. And uh, kind of branched into uh, um, Motley Crue, you know, Sabbath, you know, Zeppelin. Like I said, just just a variety. It's definitely evolved over time. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy, what about you, man? Oh, man. I Same. I mean, just a little bit of everything. I think that's why it comes. Um, just a little bit of everything. I mean, I definitely, one thing about us is no matter what, there's always like a, like just that raw element that's just always there, man. I don't know. Yeah. That, that sort of. Uh, that definitely comes across when you guys are, when you're playing live. When I've seen you at FuzzFest, when I first saw you guys, definitely that kind of raw energy you know yeah is, is that what um so you know getting into music and when you started doing it i mean was it um uh, or is it still that that rawness the 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 emotive quality that dr that drives you and and like inspires the music yeah I mean, definitely okay. i think so um you know you always want to when you get on stage like you want to give it your all you want to you know, there might be, there might only be 10 people there, but two of them might never have seen it before. So you want right. to blow your face off. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's just always that, just that rock center. You know what? It's an odd fact, actually. In my 30s, I can actually jump higher. Than guitar, <laughs> believe it or not. That's because you played heavy guitar. No, I mean, I actually, like, I mean, quite a, like, quite a bit distance. I can jump a lot higher than I used to be able to. Which is not bad. You have to come see it for yourself, but the only way to find out. Yeah, people people who showing up with tape measures, you know, yeah. two and a half feet. That yeah. son of a bitch. Wasn't kidding. I, I think you'd be impressed. I think Cindy, Chuck, Daryl, I think you guys would be uh pretty well, I mean yeah. when you saw that uh witch's head, Cindy, you saw me jump. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I probably did. I don't remember. There was a lot of that beer was pretty potent, so I would yeah. No. That's right. You guys you played the Fury Fest, right? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Two years in a row we did. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, that was a really good time. Uh, yeah. Both years. Really enjoyed that. That was cool. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, is that uh, when? When is that? Is it around um, beginning of uh, September? I think, right? End of August. Yeah, yeah last August. week is August. Oh. Yeah, last week. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think why the hell I've never gone. So it's crazy. You have it this year? No, no. They did. Uh, they did can release. So they did the the because that's all about their like uh, Night Fury um, bourbon barrel aged uh, stouts and stuff. And they did a can release for it, um, but there was no actual festival. So. Yeah, they they talked about it and then eventually they just canceled it. There was just no way. To yeah. See. Yeah. Too many people, to be, you know. So strange how that control. works out because there's a lot of places that are still having them and a lot of places that aren't, you know, and it's just, I don't really know what the criteria is. I just can't figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that the the guild festivals were shut down, but there are like thousands of people and I, they just didn't want to deal with the, well, and I don't even think they could have it for some of them because of the um, mandates from the state, but yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, even being outdoor, I don't know what, how they would have handled that. Like, yeah, it doesn't. A lot of people, like, <laughs> right? A yeah, a lot of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah, because we held, I played the last one in February. Well, yeah, you were there, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> in February. I think that was a. Uh, I think I, that was almost like our last show. Yeah, it was within one of our last shows. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was uh, probably one that well. I've been to a couple other like outdoor ones since, um, but yeah, that was like the last um, like festival that I covered uh, with music. So yeah, it's kind of crazy to think it's almost been what is it nine months or something like that. So yeah, yeah pretty yeah. soon that pretty yeah, soon that kind of baby so start. Weeks ago, and it was uh, it was uh, weird. It had been at least six months since we played like. We haven't gone six months without playing a show in uh, almost 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Strange. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird getting stuff together to go. <laughs> it's kind of like weird. I start tossing stuff in my car. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, uh, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just load it up and I just drive around my neighborhood. <laughs> then I load it just to get the people. Yeah. Wait till three in the morning and then I. When I come home, I'm like, oh, God damn it, toss it in my garage. <laughs> we have the same feeling. Oh, God. <laughs> Even home, I'm still feeling this. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking much tomorrow. <laughs> just, go to, just go to, like, a public place and set up and then have the other band tear down and then bitch how slow they are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Your drummer's taking forever, <laughs> man. Put it in place, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Cindy, what, what, did, what is your uh, background for music? Like, what, what got you inspired in music, and what was, uh, what was your early influences? <laughs> my, oh, let's see, my very first, uh, like ACDC, I think. Because yeah, I would just sit around and like sit on the floor at my brother's house because he had Highway to Hell. Nice. I would drop us out of my brother's, and that's pretty much the only album he had. So my brother and I would just listen to it constantly. <laughs> and, this is a good yeah, it's a good, album. good, right? I don't know. Right. And yeah, I did all the 80s stuff, you know, like they were talking about, like Appetite for Destruction and all that good stuff, but punk too. Uh-huh. And cool. then jazz and blues, because I took the backward route. I was more of like a blues singer before I was rockabilly. Oh, wow. I know. I know. You're supposed to go punk, then rockabilly, then blues. Right. And the natural aging right. progression. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It's like a, I thought it was written down somewhere, like a rule book. 
I had to go to court. I really did. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Tommy was actually the judge. He threw the book at me, man. It was horrid. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'm warning some of those won't hold up quite in the court of law, but uh, yeah. yeah. My license has been revoked a couple times, but right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, maybe you get uh, dispen dispensation from the Pope, so Tom Tommy could be an ordained minister. Well, he's Swedish. <laughs> Don't they just pass those things out there? That's right. Yeah. Everybody assumes our game. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so Daryl, what was your uh, origins into music? What was uh, the things you were listening to as a as a youngster? Well, I was born in the early '80s, but uh, I didn't really get into music until that early to mid '90s phase. Uh, Bush, Sixteen Stone. Um, oh yeah, that's a good. One. Was a huge one for me. Nirvana, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, probably shows a lot in what my band does with the almost the throwback to the grunge but from there punk rock and then kind of coming into listening to the dirty americans at, at the uh cool turn of uh you know year 2000 such kind of threw me back into classic rock and getting caught back up so i'm kind of just floating through different uh genres and now it's just going back to that rock sound Cool. Part of the reason why I appreciate these guys, they have that raw motorhead and energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, I was going to say, like, I, I think of the MC five when I think of you guys, cause uh, yeah. your music has that kind of just like, yeah, you just want to get up and like jump around and party and spill beer on your friends and have a good time. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's better when you're empty. <laughs> so, what was your uh, so so uh, so Tommy? What was your, the very first album you ever bought with your own money? Oh man, man, I don't know. I'm trying what? to. Was it Morrissey? What? <laughs> yeah. And he knows. He just won't admit it. Admit it. <laughs> yeah. You know, see, there ain't no need to. Um, uh, you know, I think it was Aerosmith actually, man. Uh, when it was like, no, like, like Rocks or um, Get Your Wings or the very first Aerosmith album? No, I think it was the greatest hits one. Yeah. See, I wasn't prepared for these type of questions. <laughs> <laughs> journalism. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're going to be, you're going to be writing a review going, Goddamn guy asked me all these fucking questions. Like, Jesus Christ. Hey, so, man. <laughs> Nobody said we'd have to think. <laughs> um, well, no, because it would have been like a cassette, you know. Uh, sh it, shit, man. I, I don't know why. I, I completely. I, I guess no. Actually, it would have been like Van Halen. I think it was uh, uh that uh, the one with the red cover. That yeah, Diver Down. Uh, yes, that that was it. Cause it was on cassette. Yes. There you go. My dad used to listen to my Flint Rock Radio. Cool. Yes. Very cool. There's my. There you go. Your answer, Michael. What about you, man? You've had time to think. First one, uh, the first cassette I remember buying with my own money was uh, Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms. Awesome. That's that's the one. And then I, at the same time, I might have bought Theater of Pain. Like it was, but I, I'm pretty sure Dire Straits was the first one. 
Very cool. And Matt, how about you? Well, going with the theme here of the cassette, uh, the first cassette I ever got, took it from the old man, was uh, the Cars Candio. Nice. That's oh, a great yeah. album. A little bit uh, less cool, the first CD I ever bought was uh, <laughs> Meatloaf. That was like bad out of hell. Is that the one? Yeah. 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 I looked at that cover many times and I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, because I, you know, I got into like Maiden and stuff and I thought, oh, maybe this is like some kind of heavy shit. And I dodged the bullet because I was like, I think I maybe I heard the song. I'm like, N- nothing against. I mean, if people love Meatloaf, totally cool. You know, I'm I'm sure the guy's a great guy too. I mean, he was in uh, what Fight Club, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so what was your first concert? Mm, uh, Aerosmith uh, Nine Lives Tour was the first like legit concert. Nice, Tommy. Uh, I was Van Halen at, at DT. Well, really? my knob. My folks took me. My little sister. We actually put our dog to sleep like that. That's oh. It. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was like we did that in the morning, and they're like, "All right, kids, uh, we're going, we're going to find out to see Van Halen." It was like, <laughs> and Jesse was thirteen. I, you know what though? I'm, I, I'm sure he was looking down, and he was glad we had a, a grand. Some dude took off his pants on the lawn, and my sister was like ten. She was like. My mom was like, she's like, put your pants back on. She was like, it's gone. <laughs> what, like spontaneous pants removal? Just, like, did you see that? Like, you remember the lawn back then, man? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was a rock it was like show. The third deck up in uh, Silverdome, man. People just didn't, people just didn't want to act Anything up there. I'm trying to remember, was that uh, uh, Sammy Hagar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Our Lady Peace opened, and it, it, it rained that whole time, and then it, when they uh, they stopped, because uh, they're from Canada, apparently, yep. and it rained the whole time, and then when they stopped it, it was done. Oh, wow. Nice yeah. day from there on out. Yep. Wow. Yeah, actually, um, I actually liked Our Lady Peace. I, I think I saw them at Clutch Cargo um, back in the day when that place used to be in Pontiac. So, yeah. Good show. Uh, Michael, what about you, man? Uh, my first concert was uh, Striper at the Saginaw Civic Center. Wow, Striper! Hurricane. <laughs> yeah. wow. That now that is a blast because, like, how yeah. many people, how many people actually listen to Striper and then to have actually gone to a show? That's fucking awesome. And you know, I was, maybe, I don't know, twelve. I, I actually have both Striper. Well, the first two Striper albums, so. I actually dig that. I, I listened to it quite a bit. It so. was, uh, I was pretty impressed when I was 13 years old. They were, <laughs> they were fantastic. Um, shortly after that, I mean, I started going to more, but yeah, that was the very first. The very first show. Saginaw Civic Center, which is, uh, is actually a pretty good place to see shows because it's not huge. Like, I, I've seen some good shows there. Yeah. Is that where Bob Seeger was just recently? Was that there? Uh, a couple of years ago. Now, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. Yeah, because I that was the very first time I ever seen Bob Seeger. I was like, nice. Yeah, so it was it was cool. It's a good show. Um, uh, Greta Van Fleet opened up. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. yeah that, that was, uh, you know what? I, I don't think it's called the Civic Center anymore. They might have a different Yeah, it had some other name. It's the Dow yeah. Event Center. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My first show was there, too. Nice. Was it? That's Where'd right. You it's Bay City, right? Yeah. My first show was Blue Oyster called Eldo Nova and Dakin. Wow. Rocks. Yes. Especially Dakin. Holy crap. Love that Dakin. Well, I don't want to sing. I didn't sing. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> but they had the big Godzilla with the beaming eyes, you know. Godzilla. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, what was your first show, man? I almost don't want to say. I think I played a show before I ever went to a show, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think it was Eve 6 in Splendor. Oh. Which I still really love Splendor, even though they're not still going. Yeah, I'm trying to think Eve 6. Um, did they recently play, like, on the west side of the state, like in Muskegon, like a couple years ago? I couldn't even tell you. They were... Uh, like a radio pop punk band yep. uh, i'm pretty sure right that was the that band. time yeah so there's this um i don't know if you guys are ever gone it's pretty cool and if you guys want to play it um well i don't know if they're obviously not doing it this year it's already passed but um it's the burning foot festival it's like a beer festival it's right on the beach in muskegon yeah. and they have like two different stages and this is like a like a real stage um they had uh shoot I, i'm pretty sure I think it was Eve Six played. Um, yeah, and then they had uh, shoot some band I can't think of now that were big with uh, um, like in the '90s did like, uh, geez, I'm kind of blanking out. Um, kind of reggae influenced like um, rock. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Something with a seven in it. You're talking three eleven. Oh, three eleven. That's what it was. Three eleven. Might have been. Might have been three eleven. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Or uh, uh, Jake. Uh, less than Jake. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, less than Jake. So anyway, it's a cool festival if you ever get a chance. Well, when we when those things come back. <laughs> Maybe in about 2025, maybe? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, seriously. Like, it, it can't be that long. Hopefully much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we play, we'll be all gray. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <All> right. <laughs> so yeah. what is the, um, I know all of you. So, Cindy, you are on the east side, right, of the state? Yeah, pretty much Detroit, like Hazel Tucky, Hazel Park. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so. And I know you've probably, you've played over on the west side, right? How do the two sides of the state c contrast as far as music scenes? Because I'm always envious of the shows that they have out in Grand Rapids, um, just because the venues there seem so much cooler than some of the venues. Like Sanctuary is great, Blind Pig's great. Um, I love Smalls, um, but some of the other and you know St. Andrews is fine, but it's a Live Nation thing, so it's um, you know they don't do a whole bunch of local shows. Um, but I'm always impressed with like what I see, at least imagine going on at like intersection in that place, uh, uh, 20 Monroe, although that's a live nation-y thing too, I think. Um, so what do you guys think um, as far as uh, the contrasting the two sides of the state as far as places to play and, and crowds and that kind of stuff? I don't know. Yeah. 
kind of about the same, man. You know, and then uh, we we like we like a lot of places over on the east side of the coin there. I mean, but we like a lot of places here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's not real different. It's you know you get um, each town you know Lansing you get a different vibe than you get in Detroit than you get in Grand Rapids or say Flint, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some there's some cool venues over here. The intersection and Twenty uh, Monroe is pretty good. Pyramid scheme. Um, but yeah, Blind Pig is the playing at the Blind Pig and like the history of that place is just crazy. Really. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Max. In yeah, <laughs> I place. got thrown across that place. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So how did you get thrown across Max? I was with uh, what's the dude in the lippies, you guys? Um, give give me Tommy. Who's in the lippies? Oh, shoot. Uh, man, see, it's Wednesday. I'm not, I wasn't prepared for questions. Uh, um, uh, him, that one dude anyway. So I drove him and Amanda. I drove him and Amanda there. At, uh, and then Cole. Cole. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing right in front of the stage, and Cole says, you may want to move. And the minute he says move, like, I'm gone. I basically <laughs> circle pitted. I'm gone. I get thrown across the wall. It's like, I just like slide down the wall. I finally make it back up to Amanda. And you remember how she was? She was just like, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and then she goes and wants a drink on my beer. And I'm like, it's gone. Like, she, ah. Yeah. That's what happened. It was a DRI. I got DRI'd. <laughs> <laughs> was it really DRI playing there? Oh shit. Those guys. Are, yeah. That would be pretty intense. <laughs> very nice so uh i was gonna ask um what do you guys think about um oh shoot just blanked out um oh i lost my train of thought sorry guys um so as far as like discovering new music and listening to things that you um that just come up are you guys fans of like the streaming services do you do you feel that that is um, worthwhile for like for getting exposure for your music, but um, also for just discovering new music? Do you, do you use those tools? Do you, do you find them useful or is it just kind of like you're more old, old school and like I like to go to the record store or, or listen to a radio and, and get that stuff? Um, the streaming services like, uh, you know, Everybody's gone listening to something on YouTube and then gone down a rabbit hole because they recommend, you know, right. weird shit that you wouldn't have come across. Um, but a lot of times I, you know, I find bands and, and stuff I like through friends recommendations and stuff like that. It's, I'm more, if somebody I know well and respect their opinion tells me, hey, check this out. I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to make it check it out. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. I, mean, I think what's cool about a lot of the streaming sites is they can, um, you see a lot of people put together like playlists. Like he, yeah. like he put together the playlist as well. Uh, like the fans of bands playlist or like a lot of people. So that's kind of neat. So you can kind of check out a lot of what people have compiled. It, um, that's pretty helpful. Yeah. I think. So I mean, that's kind of one of the neat things about it is just to be able to 
Um, almost like somebody makes you like an old mixtape. You know what I mean? Right, right. How about you guys, uh, Daryl and Cindy? Do you guys use uh, like Spotify and YouTube or any of that? To... Yeah, I'll, I like searching out things and, and getting a chance to hear whatever. But if I buy music, I've never bought digital. I always have to have something tangible. Like maybe that's the dirtbag in me that just says <laughs> I, if I can't hold it physically, I don't really have it. But um, it's kind of interesting as as it's kind of sussed out the way that musicians operate as far as you go out and you make your money playing the shows and you do whatever. But when you sell CDs anymore, usually it's people are really beholden to keeping that and they they tend to appreciate it more because of the fact that all this music is free now. It's not like it used to be where you have to put through a lot of filler and stuff. Usually now, if you put out an album, it seems like everybody listens to the entirety of it. They're not going after singles or anything else because they're committed to actually buying an album. Yeah. They want it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that uh, that's, you know, I, I've found, I remember buying like, cause I'm fucking old, but I remember buying um, albums and then you'd get like, you know, maybe like the, the side A had all the cool tongs and then the rest of them were like, well, what is this crap? You know, I remember getting a couple of Judas Priest albums and, and I love Priest, but every once in a while there'd be like these duds in there. I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? They just had to fill up a side, I guess. That Priest was a lot of <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, well, at least for me, like point of entry, like there are some shitty songs on that album. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> well, when you think about radio singles and stuff like that, and people are oh, buying yeah. those so often, they're so far removed from everything else. So people will buy a CD for two songs and everything else is wildly just filler to them. Yeah. 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 If it's not a genre type thing where, you know, if you talk about priest, you, it's all kind of linear like that where it has that same vibe and everything else. But say you buy any random one hit wonder, which was the case in the eighties and nineties, you were stuck with a lot of real weird, bizarre experimental <laughs> stuff that was nothing like the singles that you bought. And they're all in my basement. Thank you. <laughs> What's that buy a penny? What, you, what did you get for a penny? Columbia House? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a miner. I can't enter into a contract. Good luck getting your money. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull out a trip a few times. But I tell you what, man, there's been a couple days that, that I remember like clearly, man. I mean, I remember that first time I signed up and I seemed like it took forever. But when I got that box in the mail, holy shit, man. Oh, yeah. my God. That was like, those were good days. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> that first time, it was like 12, man. It was like 12 CDs or something. Holy yeah. shit. So, uh, I mean. That's where I got my first uh, big albums. Like, really jumped me into music was things like Bush and Aerosmith's Get a Grip and even the Tupac Double Disc and stuff like that. That was a big one penny order of just awesome. Well, and folks didn't know because shit, they wouldn't know it was in the box, you know what I mean? So you could, you could order all sorts of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> decide or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, not that some folks cared, but in the little They would have some weird albums, too. Like, uh, yeah. I, I actually signed my dog up 
twice. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. So we did it. I did it once, never moved. I did it again. I said that shit, but uh, I remember like going through, and I found Caius in the Circus Leaves town, and I was like, "Really? Yeah, hell yeah!" That? Like that's that's. I honestly found some really cool albums that way, like because it was they were <laughs> almost free. So right. Yeah, I had totally forgotten about the Columbia House. The yeah. Well, reversely, you guys remember digging around for import singles for like forty-five dollars at the record shop just so you could hear one song. Oh, yeah. And just hoping that it was as good as you hoped it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? Uh, the kind of the collector thing, uh, picture discs. You know, they do the mm-hmm. you, know, you get the uh, made in Japan picture disc or the. Uh, you know, blue vinyl, creeping death, you know, from Metallica. And you're like, oh, my God, what a fine. I am, <laughs> I have no idea what a picture disc is. What is it? So they used to do, like, albums that had, like, um, like a picture on it, you know, like. Oh. Album. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Although they um, did have, uh, what do they call those, laser disc players. That was back in the day, too. Oh my God! Yeah, no kidding. I remember hidden tracks. Somebody posted something on Facebook, and it was from um, Undertow, and it was the Cry of the Carrots. Oh yes! Someone yes. posted that today. For them, <laughs> it is the Holocaust, and I'm like, right. whoa! I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did, yeah. On the tool, and it couldn't you like take the like the back off the CD or something? Was there something underneath or some shit like that? Yeah, the yeah CD, they uh, had all kinds of like yeah. Easter eggs in there. Uh, there's a picture of a cow licking its ass. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. No, no. Do you remember that? Look it up. Yeah, it was underneath. Oh, sure. Well, I'm gonna. As soon as this is over, I'm gonna go rummage through my CD and. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> we hope y'all learned something today. Well, now the next question is. is what are the slumlord guys going to do for that yeah. perk that's a special easter egg limited edition you guys thinking on something there oh yeah there'll be something special man might have to wait and find out kicking yeah. his ass <laughs> our buddy our buddy with the van there he's got we got we got some special easter eggs coming oh yeah the the perfume van, van guy oh, oh yeah yeah wait until 2041 He's going to cut it up, put little pieces of sheet metal behind the disc. <laughs> wait, are we, wait, what the one, is that some shit? Is that like a game-worn jersey snippet or something? Yeah. Part of the van? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you'll see that. You'll be like, oh, I didn't know one of those guys played for the Detroit Lions. Standard jersey or signature or some shit. <laughs> It was the uh, late 90s. They were signing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, we shit like that. We were signing some pretty strange merch. Yeah, there was some, like, there was some giveaway for WGRT. We signed some picture. We oh, signed some band. We signed some, we all signed it. Like, it was like us. We picked the person that signed on it. Hey, fuck it. Definitely one of a guy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good <laughs> right there. They're probably still trying to sell that on eBay. Yeah. I'm not sure it made it out of the venue. I think it was straight. 
kind of like quality control is like, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> so, we played Chicago that time. So somebody had thrown away these like the, the YMCA had thrown some uh, art, like actual art pieces in the trash, and one of our one of our buddies picked it up. And um, so we're like, well, like we're like, what are, what the fuck are we gonna do with this? So we like signed it. It was like this mountain picture and shit. Like we gave it to people, but it was like this like full portrait. Like it, like when it was they like, were, they were kind of nice, honestly. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> now, somebody looks that that would actually be kind of a fun way to like do uh promotions and and merch at your show you could do, go dumpster you know dumpster diving beforehand find some stuff and then sell you know sign it and put it out there and people are like holy shit they, they sign cans man did anybody notice hepatitis went full circle on that one <laughs> <laughs> no no it's from the ymca hepatitis works <laughs> Oh Lord! Uh, Tommy's been known to give away uh, late '80s issues of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> was, uh, yeah, the Eat My Tattoo. Yeah, we had like Mr. We had Mr. T at the tip top. I think you were there, Cindy. Then we had that special giveaway for that Mr. Like I, I got that Mr. T signed picture. Was that with um, Black Jake and the Carnies and Left Lane Cruiser? Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. I think it was. We were playing yeah. with those. Guys. I was and there. I, I was throwing balls at people. <laughs> and the magazines is my folks were moving, so my mom's, you know, my mom dad like, hey, can you come get some of this shit out of our house? And so I had like these old magazines. <laughs> Kids liked it. They're, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I mean, you know, I've got to see what the NWA was up to in 1988. So it really worked. <laughs> that that is actually an awesome idea. Is just take random things to the shows and you could just sign them and give them away. <laughs> I have a yard sale sign. Yeah, that's how, that's how we do our house cleaning now. <laughs> Spreading joy wherever we go. That's on auto. Well, that can be like, uh, you need to work that into like the theme for like the next tour. So when you're out of state, you can just like, you know, it's the, it's, uh, oh, American Pickers. Slumlord American Pickers. It would be awesome. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can yeah. you barter? Can you barter then for stuff? Yeah, well, I have a quarter. That's what I have. I have a quarter. Yeah. All you I got have. any of those cards? Uh, <laughs> <Mike needs one>. <laughs> <laughs> Would you quit sniffing my card? I think that I, the best smelling business cards I've ever come across. Before. Yeah, so we we need to hear that story of these business cards because that's come up a couple times. These extremely uh, awesome smelling business cards that you have, Cindy. What, what is up with this? They're just <laughs> they're just business cards, but I I get the special perfume from this guy that I have to like pull up to like a Burger King or like. A gas station and get it out of his van. So I met him at. Um, um, Is it like the perfume or something? Yeah, I think it's got pheromones in it. He probably. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. But uh, so I meet him at Eastern Market, and apparently business wasn't good enough to keep his booth. You know, so then I like love this perfume, and people like smell. Tommy, you like the smell of it? I did. See. So people like we were gonna it off. now I have to like track him down. We give him the call and then he says an hour be here. 
And it's usually somewhere like off of eight mile and I live right by eight mile. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Ten bucks a vial. We just roll up there and walk out. Yeah. So wow. the story of how she's getting it combined with the fact that these guys like it <laughs> is not a great endorsement. <laughs> Oh, there you go. You can start selling it at shows and you can sign the vials. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. What? But we need to like like yeah. like macho, like make smell like WD forty or something. Well yeah. it's 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 because bands never have girl teas. You know, we always have to wear the boxy ones. You can offer perfume because you don't offer girl teas. We 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 have in the past. We we did. I know it's true. We 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 had a, a good fashion line going for a while, but I mean, down, it's down times right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They closed the shop on us. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Next time. There you go. Yeah. Let's see what we can let's see what we can come up with. But yeah, we used to have a, a wide variety of fashions. Unfortunately, it just uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. You, this is something to think about. I think uh, I think Cindy's onto a great idea with the uh, selling the perfume, the essence of Slumlord. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that that will just sell duskers, like those big like leather duskers. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't wear them without a shirt, like just they want to stand on anything. Duskers for sale. <laughs> <laughs> That would be perfect. Slumlord Radio, John Claude Van Damme wore this, you know. <laughs> what was that one movie? Is it Lionheart or something? Oh, Some oh. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, so guys, I was going to wrap up with one last question. And uh, that is, it's, it's kind of a yes or no question. Pineapple on pizza? No pineapple on pizza. Matt's a, Matt's a pineapple person. Tommy? No. No. Yeah. It's but it's not a is it a like if you see pineapple, do you like like do you judge Matt because of it? You're like, fuck. He yeah, I mean the fact <laughs> that he likes it really makes less of him. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta your mind a little bit, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh Cindy, uh pineapple on pizza, no pineapple. No pineapple. Daryl? That's good on a Cuban sandwich, but on a pizza, it's a little upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're a pineapple judger then, basically. You're gonna... Yeah, there's just so much. Yeah. There's so many better options out there. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Oh, there's so many. Like a pineapple only pizza. <laughs> <laughs> one of many pops. Just sauce, sauce and mozzarella on top of a pineapple oh. rind. Yeah. <laughs> Soft, I like pineapple. Oh, like, why are you trying to shoehorn it on? <laughs> I'm you thinking. Know, honestly, though, at three in the morning after a show, a little bit trash, I will eat the shit out of it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, take that as an endorsement right there. You all heard it. The fact that time place, you know, you got to pick the battle. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on fans with bands um can't wait for some new music and i also can't wait to actually see you guys physically in person um because zoom is fine but you know it's great to see your faces but it'll be better to see you guys live so sounds good man thanks for having us yeah yeah
All right. And Cindy and Daryl, thank you so much for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye, guys. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks again to Matt, Tommy, and Mike from Slumlord Radio and fans Cindy and Daryl for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. Go check out Slumlord Radio on White Elephant Records and be on the lookout for the new perfume, Essence of Slumlord, coming soon. See the show notes for all the details and links. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.